on the field and inside the clubhouse. This is Brewers Extra Innings. Brew October, presented by Annex Wealth Management and sponsored by Boucher Automotive, Town Bank, a Windrest Community Bank, and Delta Dental, Wisconsin's number one dental plan. The pitch by Will Smith. Shot to third. They're going to get what they wanted. Out at second, relay in time for a double play. And the Braves take game two. Wow. Hit it hard, but right at Austin Riley. 5-4-3. And the Braves win game two. Final 3-0 Atlanta. Now broadcasting live from American Family Field, here's Matt Foley. Well, the Brewers are not going to sweep the Braves. They lose today by a 3-0 score. Series even 1-1, now headed to Atlanta for games 3 and 4. And if the Brewers can uh, win at least one of those, but not win both, they would head back to uh, game number 5 here in Milwaukee. So if they split the next two, there is a game 5. If one of the two teams were to win the next two, there would not be a game number 5, and one of these teams would be headed to the NLCS. We welcome you into the program. Have you till uh, 9 o'clock tonight, so the next hour or so, if you want to join us, you certainly can do so by calling or texting the Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line, 855-616-1620. That's 855-616-1620. You can also tweet into the program, at Matt Pauley on air, M-A-T-T-P-A-U-L-E-Y on air. And I'm sure there's a lot of frustration out there, and you can certainly pass along that frustration to me. We'll be taking uh, your phone calls, your tweets, and your texts throughout the course of uh, the next hour or so. I, I want to say this, though, and it it's going to sound like I'm making excuses. I'm not making excuses. Uh, and really going in, I didn't feel great about this game going in because just Max Freed is a really, really, really good pitcher. He led baseball in ERA since the All-Star break. And he's a left-hander, and the Brewers have not been as good against left-handers. You consider how good he has been uh, since the All-Star break and the fact that he's a lefty. You put those two things together, and I guess we can even add the whole... The Brewers don't score a whole lot of runs for Brandon Woodruff for whatever reason. You you do all of that, and I don't know. I just I did not feel especially good about today's game for the Brewers. I still think they're going to win this series, but I thought um, I just I didn't feel especially good about today's game. But here's what here's what you don't see in the final line score that I think is notable because when um, when you're worried about what the team is doing offensively. And I think it's um, I think it's valid to be worried about what the team is doing offensively when in the first two games they have one RBI hit. They have Rowdy Telez's two-run home run, and that is the only RBI hit that the Brewers have come up with the first two games. We can't run away from that fact. What we can say, this to me is very much a tip-your-cap game to Max Freed. Because what happens when Max Freed comes out? Admittedly, Brewers don't score runs. And at the end of the day, you're, it doesn't matter how many hits you get. It doesn't matter how many runners you get on base. Those things don't matter. What matters is how many runs you score. And the Brewers don't score runs. But one of the pathways to scoring runs, you have good offensive days when you're applying pressure, when you've got, when you've got traffic on the bases on an inning-by-inning inning basis. You keep doing that. You keep applying pressure, and you put yourself in position to eventually come up with that big hit and get on the board. Well, today the Brewers had very few hits and had very little pressure and very little traffic and very little activity when Max Freed was pitching. Freed gets out of there, and what happens? Yeah, the Brewers don't score runs, 
but they start they start getting traffic and they start getting activity. They had a hit and a couple runners in the seventh inning, in the eighth inning again a hit and a couple runners in the ninth inning. They're able to get uh, they they get a hit and they leave one on technically, but the game ends on a double play. So again, it's a situation with runners on. You keep doing that over and over and over. Eventually, you're going to score runs. The Brewers didn't have that opportunity for the first six innings today because of how good Max Freed was. If the way the seventh, eighth, and ninth innings played out would have been played out more through the first six innings, this is probably a game where the Brewers at some point come up with some hits in those big moments and they score some runs. So in, in many ways, this is going to sound really weird, and I understand it. I understand why, why somebody's going to hear what I'm about to say and just kind of want to flush it away. But in many ways... I feel better about the Brewers as an offensive club right now just based off the fact that they were able to start get some starting to get some activity. Because here's the thing, if, if they have zero activity, if you don't get the hits, if you're not getting the runners on in those final three innings and Max Fried is out of the game, then that's a sign, that's an indication of a team that is really struggling offensively. Freed comes out and some things start happening. Not enough things, not enough things to score runs, but things do start happening. So that would be my takeaway, that the Brewers at least started to do a little something offensively after, uh, after Max Freed got out of there. And if they keep doing that, if they have a lot of innings that look like that, eventually you're going to come up with that big hit that you need to find a way to, uh, to win a game. But it's the postseason. Every run matters so much. And to the Braves' credit and to the Brewers, you know, you blame the Brewers for what they did offensively, just not enough. Three runs today for Atlanta. We talked before this series even got started about the Atlanta power. They get one home run. They get another almost home run that uh, ended up as a double for Ozzie Albies that was just inches away from being a home run. We said before this series even started that if the Braves are hitting home runs, that probably means that they're putting together a pretty solid series, and they have two very hard-hit balls today. Uh, one goes for a double, one goes for a home run, and the Brewers end up losing by a 3 nothing score. All right, if you want to join the program, you can do so by calling or texting the Acunet Mortgage Talk at text line 855-616-1620. That's 855-616-1620. You can also tweet into the program at Matt Pauley on air, M-A-T-T. P-A-U-L-E-Y on air. Brewers fall 3-0 the final score. And we're back with more in just a moment on WTMJ. Brewers Extra Innings with Matt Foley. Presented by Annex Wealth Management and sponsored by Boucher Automotive, Town Bank, a Windrush Community Bank, and Delta Dental, Wisconsin's number one dental plan on WTMJ. A one pitch. Swing a bullet down the left field line. Fair. Hits off the sidewall. Yelich gets to it quickly. Soler digging for two. Here's the throw from Yelich. It's offline. It's a double for Jorge Soler. Brewers come up short. They lose by a 3-0 score. Welcome back in to Brewers Extra Innings here on WTMJ. My name is Matt Pauley coming your way from American Family Field. If you want to join the program, you can do so by calling or texting the Acunet Mortgage Talk and text line 855-616-1620. That's 855-616-1620. Or you can tweet at me if you'd like, at Matt Pauley on air, M-A-T-T-P-A-U-L-E-Y on air. Let's grab our first phone call of the program. We've got Sparky in Madison. Hey, Sparky, you're on WTMJ. Okay, Matt. Hey, thanks uh, for taking my call. Uh, you know, I thought the Brewers had a great chance after the sixth inning 
when uh, they took Freed out of the game and brought in uh, all these bullpen guys for the Braves. You know, right now, whoever wins 11 games is going to be the world's champion. And I guess my thinking is you can take all this stuff about pitch counts and uh, analytics and whatever you got, exit velocities and all this stuff out the drain now because I think it's a whole different animal now that you're in the playoffs. And, you know, he only threw 91 pitches up until they took him out. And you can't assume anything. And I kept thinking to myself, well, maybe he wanted to get him out because if the series goes five games, he'd be able to pitch the fifth game or whatever. But, boy, I tell you what, if the Braves had lost tonight, I think the media in Atlanta and all over would have really questioned him as to why he would take out a guy that had the Brewers' number. So I don't know how you feel about that, but at the same time I was glad he took him out they gave the Brewers a chance, but there again, they just weren't able to, you know, come up with a big hit or, or advanced base runner. So that, that's all I basically wanted to say, Matt, and I'd like to hear what you have to say on that, okay? Yeah, absolutely. Appreciate the phone call, Sparky. So Max Freed, uh, not to correct you, Sparky, but he he threw 81 pitches. It wasn't 91. It was 81. So that's even that uh, I would argue that actually accentuates the point you were trying to make that much more. Uh, two things here on, on Freed. First off, when he came out of the game, that was the moment that I said, okay, if the Brewers are going to do something, the door is opening. Because when he was done after the sixth inning, I thought he would be back out for the seventh. I actually I was sitting next to uh, to Brian D uh, during the game, and when Willie Adamas hit that double, I I thought that might be a really big play in this game. Not so much because uh, he may come around to score, but I thought that was going to extend his inning a little bit more, where you would only get seven from Freed and not potentially eight. From Freed, so that's what I was thinking. Little did I know at that moment that Freed was actually going to be done at six. So, first off, I, Atlanta has a ton of confidence in their bullpen. That's one thing. The other thing is by having him get out of that game at eighty-one pitches, and there in the sixth inning, again you had the hard-hit ball from Adamas. Maybe they saw something from him that he was just starting to falter a bit, where they didn't have a ton of confidence, and maybe that he was going to be able to get through the seventh. Instead of throwing some pitches in the seventh inning that might push his pitch count to 90, 95, 100, you get him out at 81, and then all of a sudden you're in a spot where if you need to bring him back later on in this series, maybe even bring him back on short rest, you're in a much, much better position to be able to do that. So, Sparky, you're right in the sense that in the playoffs you do whatever you need to do to win a game, but also when there are when there's opportunities that open up for you to make a decision that could potentially help you later in the series, uh, winning today and winning tomorrow is worth the same. You got to get three wins to win this series, and whether you get three wins by winning today and losing tomorrow, or by losing today and winning tomorrow, it doesn't really matter how you get the three wins. So yeah, you, you do whatever you need to do to win. But if you can help set yourself up that much better for another. Another game later on, if, if, if Brian Snitker's got as much confidence in his bullpen as he does in Max Freed, or if he's very, very confident that the bullpen's going to be able to preserve a 3 nothing lead and that helps you out later on, then you absolutely do that. So I think that's the answer to that question. It's a long answer, but I think that is the answer. We'll go to Ben in Milwaukee who's given us a call. Hey, Ben, you're on WTMJ. Hi, thanks for uh, having me on the call here. Um, I just want to say that I think our offense struggled a bit today and yesterday. 
we just kind of kind of um kind of get more base hits on that just for home runs and um kind of capitalize in that when that happens. Uh, you you I, I lost you there for just a second. Repeat what you just said. I'm sorry. Uh, I just think that we gotta we gotta not we gotta be more aggressive for game three. We gotta get on base and then capitalize on that more often. Um, I think both games one and two, our offense struggled a lot, and we need to really work on that for game three. Yeah, but appreciate the uh, appreciate the phone call. So, in terms of being aggressive, I'll tell you there was one moment in this game where I actually thought there might be a little bit more level of aggressiveness, and that was in the eighth inning. So, in the eighth inning, uh, you had the uh, you had the Colton Wong base hit. Uh, excuse me, you had uh, Jace Peterson getting on board on a walk, and then Colton Wong uh, got a base hit. Uh, Peterson went to third on a flyout, and. Uh, so it was first and third with a Visael Garcia at the plate. Now, admittedly, Garcia ends up striking out, so this wouldn't have really paid out dividends anyways. But that was a moment there with Wong at first that I felt like that was a prime opportunity to maybe try to get Wong in motion and have him steal a base to get to second because then if Garcia gets a base hit, you can score a couple runs, and all of a sudden if you're going in the ninth inning down one instead of down three, the game feels, the game feels a lot different. They've got to do more at the plate. Again, but I think we you can look at the seventh, eighth, and ninth innings today and, and not be upset about the production uh, that they had. We'll go to Matt in Sheboygan. Hey, Matt, you're on WTMJ. Hey, thanks for taking my call. Uh, I'm I'm not ready to throw the towel in on the offense yet, but just the last two games, I've been really concerned about just the number of swings and misses at the plate. I mean, we're not even fouling off, uh, albeit good pitches. We gotta we gotta spoil those. Uh, and then uh, the last three innings, uh, I was sitting behind home plate. We had some really good pitches to hit, and we, we fouled them off. And uh, in playoff baseball, you gotta you got to put those balls in play when the pitchers are making mistakes. Yeah, that's a great point. And Craig Council said the exact same thing in his post-game conference, that uh, there against the Braves' bullpen, there were pitches to hit, and they were fouling them off. So I just – I did this whole, you know – whole little monologue there at the top of the show about how I feel better about what the Brewers were doing from an offensive standpoint because they had so much traffic in the final three innings, and I stand by that. I'm not, I'm not backing off of that, but at the same time, it's 100%. It is totally fair to say that they had some pitches to hit that they missed, and you do that a lot, you're not going to win that many games in the postseason. They're, the postseason does not have many mistakes from pitchers. Pitching goes up to a different level. So if you are a mistake hitter, you're going to get fewer opportunities to have success against those mistakes. And bluntly, most hitters in Major League Baseball are mistake hitters. There's very few hitters out there that can take a really good pitch from a pitcher and do damage with it. That is a very rare skill to have. The vast majority of hitters in Major League Baseball get most of their production on mistakes. And the, when there were some mistakes today in the final three innings, the Brewers did not take advantage, and that's something that they've got to be able to do moving forward. 855-616-1620, 855-616-1620, the AccuNet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. You can tweet into the program at Matt Pauley on air. Brewers come up short. They lose to the Braves 3 nothing. Series even 1-1. Back with more in a moment on WTMJ. It's Brewers Extra Innings with Matt Foley. Presented by Annex Wealth Management and sponsored by Boucher Automotive, Town Bank, a Wintrust Community Bank, and Delta Dental, Wisconsin's number one dental plan on WTMJ. 
Solaire at second. Here comes the one-two from Brandon Woodruff. Kick and pitch. Swing a line drive, base hit to right. Solaire is going to be waved around third. Here comes a throw from Garcia. One hot tag late. Braves take their first lead in the series. Annex Wolf Management is a proud sponsor of Brew October. It's time to know the difference. If you're ready to put things in order, so are they. Annex Wealth Management provides investment, retirement, tax, and estate planning as a local independent partner. AnnexWealth.com. Click the Get Started button. Brewers come up short. They lose by a 3 nothing score. The NLDS is even 1-1, and now they are headed back to Atlanta for games 3 and 4, and we'll see if the series comes back to uh, Milwaukee for a game number 5 or if one of these teams uh, wins it in Atlanta. We'll go back to uh, the phones. Gary in Milwaukee has given us a call. Hey, Gary, you're on WTMJ. Hey, how you doing? Thanks for taking my call. It's uh, it's funny because our motto, our playoff motto is claws up, but we didn't really scratch and claw by playing small ball to try to get a run here and there. We left way too many runners on base, and I think instead of trying to get the, ultra hit, the ultimate hit, maybe just sacrifice, move a guy over here and there, try to get a run, um, one run at a time. We didn't have to get three. It was only three runs. We didn't have to get them all back at once, just scratch and claw and fight. And I just feel like Gary, when in you know, this game would have you liked to have seen them do that? Give an example. The sixth, seventh, and eighth inning, we had the leadoff hitter. We had runners on first and second with no outs. You can't move a guy over, sacrifice an out to get a guy over. Seriously, like we. And then there was a sixth, seventh, and eighth, the ninth inning. We had wasn't the sixth, seventh, and ninth inning. We we got the first, the leadoff hit, and then the second guy on too. No, so in the uh, in the sixth inning. Uh, Willie Adamas got a two-out double. He was the first hitter in the seventh inning. Avisail Garcia and Christian Yelich each struck out to lead the inning off before Luis Urias got a two-out hit. Uh, in the eighth inning, that's the one I was talking about a few moments ago where I would have liked to have maybe seen Colton Wong try to steal base. Uh, you did have runners on at first and second to get that, but are you really going to ask Willie Adamas to put down a bunt? Are you really going to ask Eduardo Escobar to put down a bunt? But, I mean, you got to scratch and claw, right? That's the motto, claws up. You try to get, you know, runs are so important in the playoffs. you got to do what you got to do. How many how many strikeouts do we have today? How many runners oh, a did ton, we leave? A ton, 14, way too many. But that's besides the point that you're bringing up. Basically, you're saying that you would have liked Willie, Adam- Willie Adamas, who played at an MVP level for this team, you want him to put down a bunt to get runners to second and third? What I'm saying is you have to scratch and claw. You have to do something because nothing was working. That's all I'm saying. You have to think outside the box. Like Gary, I appreciate your call, and I'm not. I understand what you're saying, and you got to get runs across. But bluntly, they lost three nothing. They didn't lose. They didn't lose one nothing. And anybody who says that Willie Adamas needs to put down a bunt, there is a better percentage chance of Willie Adamas hitting a three run home run there than you putting down a bunt getting runners to second and third, maybe getting a run across, maybe getting another run across, and then maybe getting another run across at some point to tie it up. There is, I would say there is, it's not even on the scale of how much, of what percentage chance more you would have of Adamas hitting a home run or Adamas getting a double and scoring two. You're not taking the bat out of Willie Adamas' hand. That's the thing. So you can sit there and you can say, hey, they got to be more aggressive. they got to do more things. And then we go through the innings and we go through the scenarios and we can't find the spot to do it until the eighth inning and then it's Willie Adamas at the plate. 
it's it just it, it doesn't make sense to be to be blunt. George in Pewaukee. Hey George, you're on WTMJ. Hey Matt, thanks for taking my call. I appreciate it. Um, I've watched the Brewers most of the season, but I really started getting to see more games consistently in September. And out of their last 19 games, their run production averages about 3.3 runs per game. Mm-hmm. And I, I, watching them a lot the last 20 to 25 games, even even right before they clinched, maybe a week, week and a half before they clinched the division, it already looked like their offense was scuffling, struggling not taking pitches like they were before, and making a lot less contact. And today was an example where, like you said, in the eighth inning, they had a great opportunity. Garcia fouls back three pitches in a row. And if you, if I've played a lot of organized ball, and if you watch, you watch his head, it looks like guys that are striking out are trying to either pull everything um, or hit that home run to get three runs at once. And when they were winning and the offense was a lot more consistent, and I'm talking four weeks ago maybe, um, they made contact a lot more and had more double singles. You know, you don't need a home run every time you come up. And it looks like if they're pressing a bit, um, they're pulling off a lot of pitches, they're swinging at bad pitches. So I, my concern has been on the offense going back probably three three weeks plus, I guess. Where they yeah, can score ten runs one game and get shut out the next game. Yeah, I pre- I think you're right, and I don't think this team has been a really good offensive club since the Cleveland series. Uh, they then went and got swept in a two game series against Detroit. If you remember that Cubs series, they had to fight their way back in the two games that they won. Now I've said it all along. I don't. There, st- it is like we can argue all we want. There is nothing in the history of baseball that would indicate how you finish the regular season has anything to do with how you play in the postseason. Like there is a lot of research and data that's been done, and there's just there is zero correlation. Good teams, uh, hot teams, go into the playoffs and continue to stay hot or go cold, and cold teams go into the playoffs and either get hot or stay cold at essentially statistically the same percentage. There is just no correlation between the two. But I do think it's fair to say that the Brewers' offense struggled down the final three weeks or so of the season, and they haven't found it again. And have they not found it again because the two starting pitchers for the Braves have been really, really good? Or have they not found it again because they're just a struggling offensive club? I can't answer that question. I, I, I said this yesterday, and I'll stand by it. I'm not going to get start getting worried about the offense until – they have a really bad offensive game in game number three. If they, if they, I said yesterday that if they struggled in game two and then struggled in game three, because again they were facing Max Free today, who had the best ERA in baseball in the second half of the season, and he was just flat out nasty today. We'll take a break. Have more in a moment. This is Brewers Extra Innings. It's Brewers Extra Innings with Matt Foley, presented by Annex Wealth Management and sponsored by Boucher Automotive, Town Bank, a Windrest Community Bank, and Delta Dental, Wisconsin's number one dental plan. 3 nothing. Brewers lose to the Braves, the NLDS even at one game pace. This is Brewers Extra Innings here on WTMJ. My name is Matt Foley. Let's bring in uh, Craig Kishan from Bally Sports Wisconsin for just a moment or so and Craig, I, I, let's start with this because there's a lot of people who are really, really worried about what the club is doing from an offensive standpoint and think maybe that it's bigger than just facing off against good pitching. Where do you stand on that? 
Well, first of all, I, I think it's good pitching. Um, I, I think their offense is going to come around um, when they when when they're able to actually piece some things together. Um, and that's not an easy thing to do. We all know the postseason is the most difficult for hitters. I mean, it's all about pitching. This is why we're so excited about the Brewers' chances going in because their pitching is so good. Look, the Braves' hitting was off the charts in the month of September. Um, and they were one of the best offensive clubs. What have they done the last two days? Not much more than Milwaukee. So um, relax. It's a series tied up at a game apiece, and there's still a lot of series left. Max Freed was really, really good. Yeah, he was. Uh, I mean, he had uh, – we, we say sometimes guys are filthy. We call Corbin Burns filthy at times and Brandon Woodruff filthy at times. Um, there, there were some pitches I saw. I'm not sure that I've seen before, uh, besides what Max Fried was throwing. He had a couple to Christian Yelich that, you know, fastballs inside, sliders, bending backwards. I mean, it was pretty much a show to watch. And we haven't seen a lot of him on the Milwaukee side. And uh, you better appreciate what this guy's bringing to the league right now because. Uh, he's just getting started. He hasn't even hit his prime yet, and um, he's having a heck of a second half and, and a good start for him in the postseason. If you use the regular season as a way to prime for the postseason, then you hope that the Brewers' success on the road during the regular season plays out here in the postseason going into these next two games. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing, to be honest with you, because honestly what we've seen at home the last two days for their home games is kind of what we've seen at home you know, all season long as well. For whatever reason, this team is just a little bit better on the road, um, and there's no explanation for it, but we do know this. The next two are on the road, and uh, the slate's even right now to game of peace, so go out and get them. You know, they're going to play an afternoon game on Monday. We, we know that much. They may play a, a late afternoon or evening game um, on Tuesday as well, so uh, times are going to be mixed up a little bit. Um, maybe that's in the Brewers' favor because they're on the road. Yeah, we'll see. All right, Craig, good stuff. Thanks for taking a few moments, and we'll talk again real soon. Sounds good. All right, there you go. 855-616-1620, the Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. Got just a couple minutes left for phone calls. We'll grab Mark on the east side of Milwaukee. Hey, Mark, you're on WTMJ. Well, how are you doing, Matt? Good. Uh, I've, I've got a few things that I actually have to say here. First off, the uh, pitching from the Atlanta Braves has been very, very good. And so to to say that our guys are not doing uh, the offensive things that they should do, um, well, there's, there's a caveat there. The pitching from the Braves has a lot to do with that. Now, that said, when that situation arises, and I've heard many people talking this evening about this, is when you have a team that is not hitting, Yelich is not performing. He has not performed, um, which is scary because with a man like him, we need him to do what he's supposed to do. He, he's trying. It's all he can do. But now we need a manager to step up and call plays. And what I'm saying right now is when you talk about the eighth inning, that was a little iffy with um, Adamas. I may have done it. But the ninth inning, when you have nobody out, you have two on, you know what you do? You need to score now. This is not a 162-game series. You need Every game is super important. 
And when you have a team like the Braves that are playing this good with their pitching and their hitting, which, um, you know, is not as surprising as some people should think that it is because they really are that good. What we need to do is manufacture a little bit of runs. And I think that we could have done something besides trying for the fences. And I really do think that that's what's been going on. Mark, can I can I stop you for a second and just ask you something specifically ahead, about the ninth ahead, inning? Matt. Okay, go so ahead, you have Yelich and Luis Urias who lead the inning off by getting aboard. You're down three nothing. It's the ninth inning. The next hitter is Lorenzo Cain. What what more do you want Lorenzo Cain to do there? Well, first off, nobody is knowing or thinking that he's going to lay down a sacrifice bunt or a squeeze bunt that may go for a hit. And as fast as he is, he could do this. I understand the reasoning why you want to swing away. But you see the results that inning developed because of not trying something because all game long it has not been working. So now what would you do? Well, as an older fella, I remember, would you take the bat out of Paul Mouder or Robin Young's hand? Well, you know what? They used to bunt on their own. Think about this for a minute. You're not necessarily taking the bat out. You're creating an opportunity to score and possibly win at the end of a game. What I'm getting at is, and and hear me, please, I'm not trying to argue with you, but once in a while, when the things aren't working that should be working, you really do have to try to... um, well, should I say it? Manufacture a run. The other fellow that called before, the other guys that called before that were saying, you have to try and make something happen. And I agree with that 100%. I've seen that. Um, like I say, as an older man, I remember Eddie Matthews was one of the best bunters that I ever saw in my life from the Milwaukee Braves. Mark, and I'm not trying to cut you off. Up. I'm really up against the clock right now, so unfortunately okay, I do have to end you, the phone Matt. call. But yeah, thank you for the call. Um, I, 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 man, I appreciate your passion. I appreciate t- taking that kind of time. I just disagree with you, to be blunt. Uh, I don't think you, if, if you think that the Brewers have a better chance to score at least three runs in the ninth inning by Lorenzo Cain putting down a bunt, where admittedly maybe he's trying to bunt for a base hit, but if you really think the Brewers have a better chance to score three runs with Lorenzo Kane maybe producing a somewhat easy out than Kane swinging away and maybe getting a double and getting two runs on the board, I'm just I'm, I'm bluntly going to disagree with you on that one. And I appreciate where you're coming from. Um, I'm going to choose to disagree with you on this one. When we come back, we'll hear from Manager Craig Council. We'll do it here in just a moment on WTMJ. This is Brewers Extra Innings, presented by Annex Wealth Management and sponsored by Boucher Automotive, Town Bank, a Windrest Community Bank, and Delta Dental, Wisconsin's number one dental plan on WTMJ. 3-0, Brewers lose to Atlanta. The series is now even at a game apiece. Welcome back. It's Brewers Extra Innings. Brandon Woodruff today, we've barely talked about him. Six innings, three runs on five hits, seven strikeouts, one walk. He was good. He wasn't great. Manager uh, Craig Council spoke with the media a little while ago, started by talking about Woodruff's performance. I thought Woody pitched really well. Um, you know, I did, Some of the pitches, they, they had some good pitches. Uh, the the changeup to Albies was below the zone. 
change up to, to Riley was down and away. I like got in a pretty good spot. You know, the, the Freeman breaking ball was probably middle, but, um, you know, to get beat extra base hits on a ball and a pretty darn good pitch, you, you can tip your cap, really. Uh, so I thought he pitched well. We asked about this credit before, but him not getting the support. Do you think the hitters know that? Do you think it bothers them the way we no. pitch? It, well, I, I think it bothers the hitters not to score runs, but I don't, I don't think it has anything to do with Brandon. Okay. David? Hey, Craig. Uh, Max hey, Freed. Dave. Hey, Max Freed, uh, I know you know what he's done in the second half. What did you see from him tonight that uh, is making him so successful in this second half? Yeah, I mean, it's just a ton of strikes. Uh, there's there's no free pitches for the hitters. Um, he doesn't leave stuff in the middle. Um, you know, the, the the slider is a really good pitch to the right-handed hitters, kind of bears on their hands, and then he pairs that with a, a fastball on their hands. Um, so he's, he's just, you know, a really good pitcher executing a lot of pitches. Spells a tough night for the offense. What? Yeah, again, I mean, I have to go look back and look at it, but again, I didn't, I didn't think there was a lot of pitches to hit again, um, and that's a credit to their, to their pitcher. Um, you know, we, we just, we, against Freed, I thought Freed threw the ball really good. You know, we, we had some pitches to hit against their bullpen that, that we just fouled off, frankly. A lot of, of foul balls on kind of the pitches we had to hit. Craig Council speaking with the media just a little while ago. Brewers lose by a 3 nothing score. How did it all go down? We'll tell you what the highlights. That's next. This is Brewers Extra Innings. Ready for this? Get up! This? Get up! And this? Get out of here, Time for tonight's highlights. Here's Matt Foley. 3-0. Brewers lose to the Braves. Starting pitching matchup, Brandon Woodruff going for the crew. Max Freed on the mound for Atlanta. In the Braves' half of the third, they would get things going with one out. Jorge Soler at the plate. 0-1 pitch. Swing a bullet down the left field line. Fair. Hits off the sidewall. Yelich gets to it quickly. Soler digging for two. Here's the throw from Yelich. It's offline. It's a double for Jorge Soler. And that would bring up Freddie Freeman. Solaire at second. Here comes the 1-2 from Brandon Woodruff. Kick and pitch. Swing a line drive. Base hit to right. Solaire is going to be waved around third. Here comes a throw from Garcia. One hot tag late. Braves take their first lead in the series. They add to the lead thanks to Ozzie Albies. And the 0-1. Hit to right. Very well. Back Garcia. Still back. Warning track looks up. It is off the top of the fence and stays in play. Garcia fires in. Wong's got it. There's going to be a play at the plate. Wong throws home. Pena can't handle it. It's 2-0 Atlanta. They did review that to see whether or not it was a home run. It was not. And it makes it a 2-0 game as the Braves take the lead. Uh, after that, Brandon Woodruff would uh, settle in until the sixth inning with one out. Austin Riley at the plate. And the pitch. Swinging. Drive to right center. Deep. It is going to be gone. And way out of here for Austin Riley. And the Braves add another. Riley just made it 3-0 Atlanta. No doubt about that one. 
Adam Duvall would then pop out to two out of the inning. Eddie Rosario at the plate. Waiting, here it is. Swinging, bouncer hit to short. That's Urias. Good, strong throw, and he got him. Two out of the inning. Five, three if you go along with us. The shift on, and Urias playing at shortstop. That would end up being the final out recorded by Brandon Woodruff, who goes six. Max Freed would come out for the bottom of the sixth inning, would uh, retire the pinch hitter, Rowdy Telez, who popped out. Colton Wong would then strike out. That brings up Willie Adams. And the pitch, swinging, drive to right. Get down, ball in the corner, bouncing off the wall. Solaire, the pickup. In the second goes Willie Adams with a two-out double. But Eduardo Escobar would strike out, and that would end the threat in the sixth inning. In the seventh, Hunter Strickland comes on to pitch for the Brewers, gives up a hit, nothing more. In the bottom of the seventh, Luke Jackson comes on to pitch for Max Free. Strikes out the first two batters he faces in Avisael Garcia and Christian Yelich, but then Luis Urias gets a uh, base hit and Lorenzo Cain uh, walks, so there's runners on at first and second. Daniel Vogelback then announced as the pinch hitter. That changes the pitching situation as Tyler Matzik then comes in. So then the Brewers respond once again. They bring on Tyrone Taylor to serve as the pinch hitter. Set at the letters, Matzik. One-two pitch. Swing and a miss. He couldn't lay off that breaking ball down at his back foot. And the inning ends. Tyler Maxit gets the job done. Brewers strand a couple of runners on base. Aaron Ashby puts up a zero in the eighth. Bottom of the eighth inning. The Brewers threaten once again as uh, Jace Peterson walks. And then Colton Wong gets a base hit. Runners on at first and second. Willie Adamas at the plate. He strikes out. Eduardo Escobar flies out. That allows Peterson to move to third. So runners on at first and third. Two outs for Aviseo Garcia. The pitch. Avia swing and a miss. He struck him out. Down and away with the off speed. A breaking ball and he went after it. And another big strikeout for Matzik. Brewers leave two. Brad Boxberger allows a base runner, nothing more in the top of the ninth, so we go to the bottom of the ninth inning. New pitcher into the game is former Brewer Will Smith. He walks Christian Yelich, and then Luis Urias gets a base hit. So runners on at first and second, but Lorenzo Kane would fly out, and that would bring up Luke Maley. The pitch by Will Smith. Shot to third. They're going to get what they wanted. Out at second, relay in time for a double play. And the Braves take game two. Wow. Yeah, 3 nothing. the final score. Winning totals for Atlanta. Three runs, seven hits, no errors. They leave seven for the Brewers. No runs, six hits, no errors. And they end up leaving eight. Winning pitcher Freed, his first of the postseason. Woodruff the loss. Will Smith the save. Home runs, just one of them. Riley hitting his first of the playoffs. The game lasting three hours and 23 minutes. Played in front of a crowd of 43,812 folks here at American Family Field. Brewers come up short. They lose 3-0. Series even 1-1. We'll look ahead to game three of the series and look around the rest of the playoffs. We'll do that next. This is Brewers Extra Innings. This is Brewers Extra Innings with Matt Foley. Presented by Annex Wealth Management and sponsored by Boucher Automotive, Town Bank, a Wintrust Community Bank, and Delta Dental, Wisconsin's number one dental plan on WTMJ. 
Brewers lose by a 3-0 score. We start to wrap things up. Just a couple minutes left in the program. I've had a couple callers be very patient. Unfortunately, I don't have a ton of time for you guys, so uh, make it quick if you can, but we will start with Tom in Milwaukee. Tom, you're on WTMJ. Hey, good evening. Uh, Got just a quick few points of the game. Uh, First of all, Max Fried was fabulous. First pitch strike probably at 90% of batters, not to mention the difference between his fastball and his breaking pitch was between 24, 25 miles an hour all game. Secondly, Brewers had trouble uh, getting anything going before two outs until the ninth Mm -hmm. inning. They didn't get enough batters on, limited their offensive chances throughout the game. Third, I'm tired of uh, New York getting the replays wrong. It was clear that the tag at first base was made on the uh, runner's batting glove. That that call should have been reversed and made out. And lastly, the callers that are calling in saying that they should waste one of their last six outs down by three runs when you're moving up runners that can't even tie the score. That's just not sensible baseball, and I know you told them that, but you can't give up one of your last six outs when you're moving up runs that can't even tie the game. Had it been 2 nothing in the ninth, that might be a situation for Kane to bunt. It was 3 nothing. It's not a situation to bunt. Look at that drop the mic from Tom in Milwaukee. Great call. Nick, he was in the parking lot when he called. Don't know if he still is. Hey, Nick, you're on WTMJ. Hey there. Thanks for having me. You got about um, 30 I seconds, just, so go on. All right. I just wanted to say I'm a little disappointed with the, the lack of opportunities that the uh, Brewers are capitalizing on. They had more guys left on base than the Braves had hits, um, which is really discouraging. And I think that the uh, plate appearances the Brewers are having are just not quite up to snuff. They're looking at a lot of really good first-pitch fastballs down the middle, and they're swinging a lot of, a lot of um, breaking balls in the dirt. So I really think they need to work on their plate discipline and really work on capitalizing on the opportunities that they have, especially with such good pitching staff. Okay. Good phone call. Appreciate it. Uh, thanks for holding and uh, hanging tight here. we just got about a minute left uh, here in the show. Brewers will play game three against the Braves coming up on Monday. Now, not clear when the game is going to get started. It'll either be 12.07 or 3.07. We actually won't know until late tomorrow night. The Astros and the White Sox play at 7 o'clock tomorrow night. If the Astros win that game and eliminate the White Sox, then the Brewers will play at 3.07 on Monday. However, if the White Sox win tomorrow, then the um, then that will extend that series out, and the Brewers will end up playing at 12:07 on Monday. So that's uh, we won't know the time of Monday's game until the end of tomorrow's Astros White Sox game, which won't start until seven o'clock. That's the way things go in the postseason. Brewers have not announced their game three starter. You would think it would probably be Freddie Peralta, but no guarantee of that. There's a chance that's going to be Eric Lauer. After after Peralta got up in the bullpen earlier this week. We'll find out. It'll be Peralta or Lauer, that's for sure. I would bet Peralta, but I've been wrong on that stuff. Ian Anderson will go for uh, for the Braves. That's it for the program. Look forward to talking to you on Monday here on WTMJ.